make new friends, but keep the old one is silver and the other is gold. A circle is round, it has no ends. That's how long I want to be your friend. Girl Scouts, hell yeah. <laughs> oh shit, are you recording? Hi cuties. It's Courtney. And Juliet. And you're listening to Kinda Cute. Kinda Chaotic. Hey, cutie gang! Welcome to today. To 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 welcome to today. Welcome to today. Welcome to today's chaotic episode. It's already starting off very chaotic. Yes. Today we are going to be talking about the topic of making new friends. Oh my gosh, friends, friendship! I love making friends. You do. Mm, it's kind of scary but it's kind of fun kind of cute but it, it can also be um kind of chaotic I like what I feel, you did there did we do that in every episode I know <laughs> I feel like as an adult it's so difficult to make new friends for various reasons being an adult first of all time energy money and then on top of that too you also have to figure out if like the person that you're becoming new friends with is even a good person yeah. So something that I have struggled with is that I started to just kind of, I do feel like I found a good bubble and like a good circle of friends, you know, and mm-hmm. as years have gone by, it's like you lose the friends that weren't supposed to stick around for that long, you know, and I finally feel so content where I'm like, I love who's in my life. You know, I have very close friends. I know who I can call and rely on. But then it's like I start a new job and then all of a sudden you're like, this this person's pretty cool. And then all of a sudden everyone, like you start meeting people and they're like, let's hang out outside of work or let's hang out. And and then I'm like, do I want to open myself up to new friends because I have been hurt in the past? Do I want to put myself out there and spend energy on the, these friendships or do I just spend energy on the friends that I already have, you know? And then if you're like me, who just moved to a new city, well, you have to make new friends, you know? And so yeah. it's definitely an interesting topic for everyone, I feel like. Um, I guess right now for me, it's like I'm kind of in that space where it's like I am meeting new people and getting to know them. And I'm actually becoming kind of close friends with some of my coworkers. And that's like really exciting coming out of a, out of the pandemic. I feel like a lot of us went through a transitional time. We already talked about, I think, in our second episode, but just kind of like making that circle smaller. And I feel like a lot of people have done that during the pandemic, kind of letting go of some bad grapes, if you will. Yes. Yeah. But I feel like people now are kind of like ready to socialize again and meet new people again. And I don't know, just kind of like, ready to try again but with different people no I completely agree with that and I do feel like I'm one of those people where um I felt like we were literally trapped like in a bubble and we were like all just I was just very to myself but also like to my small friend group you know and so once we were starting to work again and actually starting to see other humans again you're like 
oh, this person seems interesting. Like, why not give it a shot? Like, so yeah, I feel like I've been putting myself out there more and I almost had to, especially with the new job, you know, like all of a sudden you don't have my, I don't, I didn't have my comfortability anymore. Like the people that I felt safe and comfortable with anymore, all of a sudden it was just me again. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have to actually like talk to people that I don't know. That's not fun. Um, but no, yeah, I, it ended up being really great. And I do feel like I have made some new friends. So it's nice. I love that. And <laughs> uh, my voice is cracking out. Don't do that. <clears throat> Anyways, so I love that you said that. Like you kind of felt like you were forced a little bit out of your comfort zone because that's how it kind of is up here for me. Like it would be very easy for me to just only hang out with Mike, only do things with Mike and while it is fun to do things with him, there is also things that are more fun that I can't do with him. Like, for example, a wine night, drinking like wine, doing face mask, all that stuff. Like I could do that with him, but it slaps differently when it's with your girls. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, for you, it's like you are completely starting over. You are the you are the new character in your city and now you get to be the little main character this is your season in the new show of Mm -hmm. new jersey new york girl (laughs) yes and so i'm gonna share some advice on like how i've been doing it so for example i think a good way to start is like finding similar hobbies similar interests and that is like for example i work with makeup and skincare so i definitely start kind of like asking questions like, oh, what do you think of this brand? What do you think of this trend? Do you like making TikToks? I like making TikToks. And then from there, conversation will naturally flow and everything like that. And I think sometimes if you have things that you enjoy doing um, and someone else enjoys doing it too, like you can definitely meet up and do it together. Um, I wish I had a more like PG example, but for example, like a lot of my coworkers love happy hour. So that's how we're going to be bonding. I love that. Oh gosh. They're going to see the chaos <laughs> way so quickly. I love it. They already know I'm chaotic and like, but like in a really cute way, you know what I mean? Are they part of the cutie gang yet? They're starting to be. Yay. <laughs> I know right it's so exciting yeah I think the other thing too is like with making new friends it can sometimes be a little bit scary and like you kind of have to be a little bit more vulnerable and this is something that like you and I have had many conversations on so if you recall the second episode where we talked about letting go of certain friends I talked about my friend Justine or my former friend Justine and that and I talked about like the trust being broken and everything like that. And for me, like ever since that friendship, trust has been such a huge thing for me. And so I think where I get really nervous about making new friends and bringing more people into my life is I'm very scared of like that boundary of trust. And if I can trust this person and how do I know if I can trust that person? Cause I thought I trusted Justine, you know? Yeah. So yes. Let's, I'm going to bounce off that topic because here's the thing, but now we're a little bit older and back in the day, I felt like growing up, once I made a friend, you keep them, 
if they make you upset, you really try to work on it. You know, even if you're, you end up not even really liking the person, but you're like, Hey, I'm in high school with them. I'm in middle school with them. And I got it. I'm going to, I want to stay friends with them through all of this, you know, and we're like, Oh, we're going to be best friends for life. (laughs) Wrong. Um, But here's the thing growing up, you start to kind of realize that you don't have to stay friends with everybody and you can have a smaller friend group. And what I've even noticed literally in this past like few months is that I am putting myself out there more. I hang out with them or I attempt to hang out with them and it doesn't work out. And you go, not even going to like, we're not even going to try to fix this. We're not even going to put a bandaid on this. We're just going to move on because we were not compatible as friends. And now I'm just going to go try to spend energy on someone else that would like to spend, like actually value my time and value me as a friend. Now, Juju, should I explain the story? What do you think? I think you should. (laughs) say no more. Like, I know you're begging You're you guys are begging for the story. So I'll just give it to you. Um, so kind of chaotic. Um, but <laughs> again, me and my boyfriend broke up. Right. And I had these lovely tickets to a concert, probably one of my favorite artists right now. She's Halsey, the queen. Um, I love her so much. And like, I just love her music and she just makes I just feel like she makes everyone feel like a badass. So I was going to be going there with my boyfriend and, you know, then he dumped me. So then I had two tickets and I'm like, well, I'm not going to not go like, come on. I was going to go see the queen. I'm still seeing the queen because I'm a queen too. Um, so I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to, I just made this new friend at work. I'm going to ask her, Hey, you can come like, let's go come see the concert with me. And she worked really hard to get the day off of work. And I was like, this is awesome. All right. So here's the background as to why, like if it was any other situation or circumstance, I would have been fine with it, but Courtney doesn't take no BS anymore. Okay. And let's give a little bit of background that this new friend of mine, I kind of realized that the only, so what Juju was saying, like at work, how she's been making friends is you kind of start the topic, um, on something that both of you have in common and like that's similar. So I kind of did the same thing, except I'm really good at, I love knowing about everyone's personal lives and I love knowing about you. And I love asking like, Hey, how's like your family doing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, for her, it was her work boyfriend who we both work with. And that seemed to be the only thing that like she ever wanted to talk about. And I realized shortly after, like, we didn't really talk anymore that she never asked about me, but to keep it short, she really liked me because I would always, she always knew that she could come to me to talk about her very complicated boyfriend, but not her boyfriend that broke up with her, but also wanted her to stick around, but also told her that he's in love with his ex-girlfriend, um, but still had the benefits of having her around too. Um, so yeah, so I was like, you know what, she probably liked that. You were probably one of the only people that validated her emotions. Yeah, because I really did want to like, I wanted to hear what she had to say, but thinking about it later, I was like, did she even ever ask about me? Like when I, this is kind of off topic, but I remember when I saw her the first time after me and my boyfriend broke up, 
she starts crying. Like I'm crying. And I thought she was crying for me. And immediately I remember now her saying, I just feel like that's how me and blank are going to be. She literally turned it into a sob story about her and that guy. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like me in a three and a half year relationship. Like I just, I'm going through the biggest heartbreak of my life. And you just completely started crying, thinking about your man like that. that Who isn't even really your man. Who isn't even really your man. So that really hurt me. But guess what? In that moment, I didn't really even think about that. So now that we know a little bit about the background, they dated, they finally started dating after about five months after he said like he was still hung up on his ex-girlfriend, but if she wants to stick around, she can. And then they finally start dating. And after a month, he said, I don't want labels. I can't have labels with you. And then they're not dating anymore, but then they're still technically, they literally do everything they still were doing when they were dating. So I don't know. But they were broken up and he was literally telling everyone, including me, I'm a single man. I'm a single man. I'm a free man. I can be with whoever I want to be with. Um, but then still seeing her. So this is why I got frustrated because when they're at work together, they're just always together. And she knew I told her, hey, this concert's two hours away. Um, I'm so excited. I know you have to work till 4 p.m. today. The concert is at seven. So as long as you can get to my house, like before five, like, or, but I live 15 minutes away from where she works. So if she's off at four, she could be to me by 4.15, 4.20, okay? Mm-hmm. And then, so she gets off work <clears throat> and she tells me that the guy also gets off, but he gets off 15 minutes before her. And they both know that I'm waiting for her to get off. And I told her that if she wasn't coming with me, I probably would have gone to the beach that day where the concert is and already be in town for the concert. So I get a Snapchat from her at four in her car, in her outfit, ready for the concert. And she just sends a little Snapchat, like little selfie. Well, little did I know that selfie was probably sent to him as well. Because then for the next hour, she she's just sitting in that parking lot. And I she and the reason I know is because she's on Snap Maps. And I also know that she was kept opening all of my Snapchats, not responding to any of my text messages. And confirmation a day later, somebody literally saw both of them in the parking lot together, just talking, staring at each other, googly eyed. Um, so, you know, in that moment, younger Courtney wouldn't have done what I did next, but I said, are you kidding me? I'm, I'm not going to sit around here while you can go be in the parking lot with your not so boyfriend, you know, like that really hurt my feelings. Like and throughout the day, she knew how eager I was, how excited I was to get on the road and go. She saw me in my boots. I was already in my boots, my outfit, because I saw her Snapchat that she was on her way, right? I'm sorry, this is dragging on. So I literally said, you know what? She's still not responding to me. So now I call her and she finally answers and I go, hey, why are you not here yet? Where are you? And she's like, he made me mad. And I go, well, no, first she didn't even mention him. And then I go, were you with him? 
uh, he made me so mad. I'm, I'm about to cry. And I go, were you with him this whole time? He, he made me mad. No, I'm, I'm five minutes away. I'm five minutes away. He made the me way mad. that you're mimicking her is really funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, so you were with him this whole time. You were putting all of my Snapchats and all of my text messages. And like, you think this is fair that I'm sitting here waiting. It literally felt like I was being stood up. Like I was like, <laughs> my time is not even valued. I didn't even mention I was giving her my ticket for free. It was like $150 worth of a ticket. And I was driving like this was just all to bond and be with a new friend and see if we clicked outside of work. And, um, oh, and also keep in mind, I did hang out with her one time before this, where we went to where we work and she made us stand there and talk to him for 45 minutes. And then we went to work. Like that was our whole trip to the park we literally stood where he was working and I just had to stand there while she talked to him and she made me take pictures of them and that was it so maybe that should have been my red flag right there but I at that time I didn't care as much so anyways she called I call I go you know what never mind I want to enjoy this concert I could not even fathom sitting in a car with her on the ride over there where I was like, I'm leaving now. And if she says she's five minutes away, I'm getting in my car right now. And I'm driving. I do not. Cause I knew if she showed up, then I would probably let her in my car. So I said, I, I don't know why all of a sudden I was like in panic mode. And I was like, I'm running to my car. I'm running and running and running. And lo and behold, I see a car, but it's not her. It's my neighbor. Shout out to Lydia because <laughs> it was crazy it's just crazy how life works sometimes. And she is like, she's dressed up. She's looking cute. And she just got back from like a photo shoot. Um, but she's the photographer, but she just looked cute for the photo shoot. And she's like, where are you going? And I'm like, I gotta go. I gotta, I am running. And she's like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going to a concert. Long story short, my friend like practically stood me up. Um, and she's like, I'll come with you. And I'm like, I was like, I wish you could come with me. And she's like, I'll come with you. And I'm like, no, I know you can't. Like, are you sure? Are you serious? And literally she's like, yeah, I'll come with you. And so my friend Lydia came with me and, you know, like that just showed a lot to me. Like she didn't even know like that she would like that she wouldn't have to pay. She didn't know that like anything, like she just wanted to come and she had a blast with me. And this other girl just literally ghosted me, stopped texting me and everything. And couldn't even like send me a text about the whole situation. She had the guy trying to call me and I'm like, are you kidding right now? Yeah. I don't want to hear from his sorry ass. <laughs> no, like I don't need to hear it from any one of you guys. Um, but it, that just kind of showed me like, and Lydia had already been there so much for me and she has been a great friend and she didn't think she could make it to the concert beforehand. Cause I, I think I did ask her a while ago if she wanted to possibly go. And she said she had a photo shoot, but timing worked out and a good friend got to come with me. Um, a close, like she's a very close friend and she helped me all through my breakup as well. Shout out to that. But see, she was already part of my bubble. Like Lydia was mm -hmm. already part of the bubble. So I knew she would be there for me. Um, which even in a spontaneous moment like that, obviously your best friends and your close friends don't have to be like, Oh, I can go with you right away because that's not always right. how life works out. But it was just the fact that that kind of showed me in the moment that like, 
I was so proud of myself for kind of standing up for myself. And when I was like, you don't value my time, you don't value me, you don't value the fact that I was just wanting to like have this experience with you, you don't value that, but my other friends will. And so I, you do kind of have to pick and choose, especially bigger things like that. Like you can't always put yourself out on a whim like that, because maybe I could have seen some of those red flags in the beginning, especially when me and her already went to a place together and she focused completely on that guy. But it's just like, you just have to make sure if you're going to, you just want to make sure your friends value your time. And especially the new ones. Now that I knew that she didn't value my time, she, we're not, she's not a part of, I'm not ever going to invite her to something like that again. You know, like I'm not going to, I'm not going to go out of my way to give her more of my time and effort. I will give it to Lydia. I'll give it to the person who showed up to me. You know what I mean? I absolutely agree with that. And I think that's where sometimes like a lot of people get a little bit nervous about making new friends is because like, for example, when something like that happens, we might ask ourselves like, okay, do I give them another shot? Do I just completely write them off? Like, you know, it's just a very awkward thing to do. And I think like as adults, I think that we kind of don't really have like the patience or time to really like give out multiple second chances, but this kind of like leads into a topic that I want to talk about. And I feel like women, we have very high standards when it comes to dating, but our standards aren't really there in terms of friendships. Um, Because for example, going back to the Justine situation from episode two, I was actually working with the therapist. And one of the things my therapist asked her, asked me was, if this was how your boyfriend was behaving, would you break up with him? And I was like, well, we don't have a foundation of trust. So absolutely. And she's like, okay, so then why isn't that your standard for your friends? And I was like, well, that's good. That's a good point. (laughs) And so I think too, like for me personally, going into friendships with standards are, are good. Like, I think a standard that I have now is that there has to be that foundation of trust and loyalty. And I, (laughs) how do we want to put this? I am at the point where it's like, I don't do this whole more nice to people's faces. And then we talk shit about them behind our back. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is I don't mean we're talking shit to people's faces. Like we're just not doing, like, we're not talking shit, you know? Yeah. And that's cause that's like something that always drives me so crazy about women is that's just very common. And so that's like another standard that I have, but what are some standards that like you have now for new friendships going into them based off of your experiences? My new standards are be open, like trust your instinct and try to look for the red flags. And it's okay if you don't see them, you know, um, you live and you learn, but they do kind of disappoint you. And then you try to talk through it with them and express yourself. And then you still kind of see that they're just there. You can tell that they don't value you and they don't value your time. Move on don't try to make it work. Don't try, even if you work with them, something that, that was hard with me with the, that friend that I was just telling you about was that we work together. So for me, it was like, I have never experienced 
like having a big confrontation like that where I literally drove off and left her because she wasn't showing up um and then having to go to work with that person the next day you know what I mean like that's when you kind of have to I had to really push myself to say you don't have to be friends with her she can be a coworker, and you can be civil but you don't have to be friends you don't have to make it work if you feel like you weren't valued don't even try to make it feel like you are from them you know or don't mm-hmm. even make them try to value you like don't even be like I'm a great friend you know like don't even you don't you shouldn't even have to explain yourself you know Mm -hmm. so those are my things I feel like always be open to new friends but then you need to know when okay this person just wasn't for me and like I think for me I've been trying to figure out like what are my red flags like what are what are things that I consider a red flag when I'm getting to know somebody in a friendship way and I have a couple and I think they're kind of they might be a little silly but number one if we go out to lunch or like we're doing something that involves a customer service worker and they yell at the customer service worker or treat the customer service worker awful, red flag. I don't want that because if you're willing to disrespect someone like that and you don't even know them, how do you disrespect people that you do know? My question, first of all, second of all too, I just hate that shit. It's so embarrassing. Like we're way too young and hot to be Karens. So no, thank you. And I think another red flag of mine is someone who is like attached to the hip of like their boyfriend. (laughs) And what I mean by that is like the girl that you were talking about where I don't know if attached to the hip is the right word, but like values her boyfriend over everything. And I mean like values over having a good friendship, values values him over spending time with you or the type of girl who's like, would drop, would drop you to go hang out with like her man after yeah. you put aside time for her kind of like yeah. the girl that you were talking about just now I think that's the best way I can describe it yeah and lastly a two-faced bitch um a girl that is so nice like oh my gosh you're so cute blah, blah, blah. and then the second like another girl walks away it's like oh my gosh did you see she gained like 10 pounds and that skirt that she is wearing is so ugly like those are my, those are now like the red flags that I have seen in the past that have led to me not enjoying time with somebody. Yeah. And it's so hard sometimes because at first, like you don't immediately cross them off your list. Like you'll see them do it once and you're like, oh, they're just in a bad mood. You know, like obviously like that's not really who they are, but then you see them do it again and again. And again, mm-hmm. and you're like, and it's so hard because sometimes you really do have these rose gold glasses on and you do enjoy your time with them. But then you start to notice these little things that really irk you. And then you're like, oh my gosh, it wasn't just a bad day. That's who they are. And you either have to accept that or you, it's just, you gotta, and it's sometimes it's so hard to cut it off too, but so you got to just think about morals and think about, do I want my, here's one thing about friends is to me, you kind of, you need to surround yourself with friends that like inspire you, but also are positive lights in your life, because sometimes you can end up kind of like 
starting to see their perspective more. And if you have very negative friends or very like judgmental, mean friends, you could start acting like them. I feel like in the past in Mm -hmm. high school or college, I started acting like one of my friends who was just so negative, like literally everything was a complaint. And then all of a sudden, well, I'm really glad. I think I started catching on to it, but for a minute there, I was agreeing with her and I was like, I don't agree with all this stuff. Like I want to, I want to look at the day as if like there's a new adventure and there's rainbows and, and gold around every corner. And I was like, I don't want to always feel like if I talk to this certain friend, I'm always going to have to be around this negativity, you know, and I have to like mold into this negativity to talk to them and like have talk like conversations. So always just surround yourself, but around people who like inspire you and motivate you and who just have a positive look on life. I feel like, and I don't mean when they're in a bad mood or anything like you, that doesn't, that's not what I mean. I just mean their personality. Like if one of their literal topics that they always want to talk about is like how everyone has gained weight. I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a friend you need around in your life, you know? Right. And I honestly wish that Juliet in 2019 could have known that where it's like looking back at I keep using her as an example, but I already talked about her in the podcast from episode two, Justine. It's like the only thing that we really talked about or connected with or really had in common was we disliked the same person. Mm-hmm. And that's why we became close was because we had a super toxic roommate and that's the reason why we were close. And that was pretty much it. And outside of that, it's like, there wasn't really many conversations about like aspirations or goals or things that we want to achieve as people or yeah, just any type of positivity really for that matter. And so I really wish that like 2019 year old me could have known that. But I also think too, that now I'm so much more aware of that. Like I'm aware of that when I'm meeting new people and seeing like, how are they talking about things? And also too, do they care about the same things that I care about? Are they passionate about the same issues that I'm passionate about? Because I also think too, that that's also goes along with the topic of morals. And when your morals align, you kind of actually connect more. Yeah, I completely agree. So at the end of the day, just like always be open to new friends. But I feel like as you get older, you start to notice the things that you could, you tolerate the things that you really don't you you start kind of seeing a pattern of like who is going to be a good friend and who's not I feel like and but sometimes it's harder to find it's harder to (laughs) see sometimes because there are people who can act a certain way to your face and you're like oh my gosh this person's amazing you know what I mean like some people do try to mold into a friend they think you would like too So we've talked about some red flags and keep in mind, kitty game, these are all just like our opinions. So your red flags might be different than ours. I do want to talk about green flags and like how you know that someone is cool. For me personally, I really appreciate transparency. Like, and someone that's not mean, but someone's just like, hey, yo, be completely honest. I don't like it when you call me this nickname or something like that. Like, I appreciate that. And it's not something that I have to figure out two months later from you acting passive aggressively. You know what I mean? So I think that is 
one of my green flags. And I think another green flag too for me is someone who reaches out to me because it felt like, and I'm going to use Justine again as an example, but our entire friendship was me really like always reaching out to her, even though we literally lived in the same apartment, um, me planning things for us to do and everything like that. But it's like, you know, she never really checked in on me or asked me if I was okay, especially if I was going through something because it felt like I was always the strong friend taking care of other people. So that's definitely a green flag for me, but Courtney, what what are some of your green flags? When they're not completely fully immersed in themselves, like when getting to know you, they actually ask you about you, which that sounds so sad. This sounds kind of pitiful because your friends should be wanting to know about you and wanting to know how you're doing and how you're feeling and not just all about them. So yeah, kind of simple, but that's the start. I feel like that's the start to real genuine raw friendships because they want to know more about they don't want to just focus and tell you all about them they also want to know about you and they want to hear about what's going on in your world you know yeah and I love that and I also think too just like them being open to listening to you about like your life and why you might be the way that you are yeah I also think too like you know, a lot of us nowadays are making friends at work and things like that. And I think a lot of us are kind of like, okay, I'm friendly with this person at work. Now what? Like, what do I do? And this is what I've been doing. I'll just be like, okay, girl, like, let's follow each other on Instagram and TikTok or whatever. And then just like, I usually respond to like their stories or whatever. And then also just being like, yo, like, I'm new to the area. Like, what's a cool place for happy hour? And then it's like, they'll suggest this place. And then We'll be like, oh, awesome. Like we should all go sometime and it'd be really fun and cool. And so yeah. just kind of becoming like more confident. And if they don't want to go, they don't want to go. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, yeah, that's awesome. But the odds are they're going to want to go because you're fun. And I think like just having the confidence in yourself too, because the other thing that I had to tell myself is like, you know, anybody would be lucky to be friends with me. I'm loyal. I'm funny. I can hook you up with some good fashion some good makeup you know like it's lit being friends with me and so I think confidence goes so far in making friends yes so it's like I shouldn't be afraid of people not liking me and they don't like me then that's cool they have absolutely zero taste in but uh (laughs) exactly but I'm joking but it's but it's like you know always look at it too no, that's the way we should always look at it. Honestly, we should always look at it is if they don't want to be friends, that's fine. I ha- There's going to be so many other people that are dying to be our friends, you know, and there's so many people that <laughs> I am dying to be their friends, you know, you got to have that confidence because if you don't, then you all of a sudden you're going to be trying to mold into who you think they would want you to be. And then you're not even being your genuine self. And that is the worst case of all you just need to be yourself and you're a gift to everyone you meet hello I'm here I'm your present for the day you know so you just have to look at yourself as if you're literally a gift and if they don't like it they can return you and you can go to someone else and be their gift boom I absolutely (laughs) absolutely agree and um I just thought of something this is going back to a red flag, but 
someone who always seems to be the epicenter of drama, meaning like they always have drama with somebody, like whether it be their boyfriend, their parent, a friend, another friend, you know, or just like, I don't know. I'm just saying like, I personally started cutting people off like that two years ago and it's made such a difference and I haven't had drama in the last two years. And I think sometimes that's the reason why I get a little bit nervous about making new friends because it's like, my life has been so peaceful without drama. And so it's like, I really hope that- Isn't that nice? I mean, it's a gamble that you play when you meet new people, especially in a new area where personalities are different and everything like that. But it's like, that's just kind of reminded me like- why sometimes I get a little bit anxious about meeting new people. Maybe they think I talk too much. Maybe they think I am too much or I will now have disrupt peace from what I've been going through the last two years. You know what I mean? And so I think sometimes like that, sometimes like it's holding me back from meeting new friends. No, literally this whole story I told you guys about and like working with them and everything. When new people arrive to our work location, you never know what's going to happen. It has literally felt like high school, like after that whole um, incident or that, yeah, that incident. Ever since that happened, all of a sudden she was going around trying to spread that I'm like, I'm so dramatic and da, 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 and then none of that happened. And, and then other, and then other people are gossiping. Oh, we saw them in the parking lot, like things like that. And I'm like, this is literally high school. And this is not what I'm here for, you know, like mm-hmm. I am here to just be carefree and work. And this is just my fun job. Like, please stop guys, please. Right. And that also shows too, that like, if you guys were to ever become friends and like have a friendship, a relationship, if you were to ever butt heads in that friendship, because you're going to disagree with your friends, yeah, she would value the opinion of her peers over the relationship of you two. Mm-hmm. Because that was honestly the nail in the coffin with me and Justine was she valued being right and being prideful over our friendship. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so honestly, she really like revealed herself before you guys got too close. Uh-huh. So, and I think that definitely made it easier to just be like, okay, bye. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. But the other thing too, cutie gang, is like, just because the situation didn't work out, there's been loads of situations where like taking a chance have led to really great friendships. Like the first time that Courtney and I actually hung out was Halloween of 2019 before the world ended. Like we we only like seen each other at work. And since we were technically in different departments at work, we weren't directly working with each other, but like we kind of were. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just remember being in the break room and being like, yeah, if you just want to come over tonight, like we can just go downtown or whatever. And um, I kind of like last minutely invited you. And it, it turned out to be a really fun night. Like you, me and Emmy, we had a lot of fun. I know my roommates were really annoying and I'm sorry, but, <laughs> but it just goes to show that like when you take the chance, you know, there's also a huge part that like it might work out well and now we have a pretty cool podcast together so exactly and like and but also to just put it all out there I probably when you invited me I was probably like so anxious like I was probably like should I go should I not go like this is like I don't know how it's gonna go you know like I'm gonna go hang out with somebody that I don't know as well and it ended up being a great time you know but sometimes it could end up being not so great a time. Right. Like, for example, my roommates made 
very bad impressions on you. (laughs) Like, for example, like you were getting to know me and that's also kind of the night when you realize that I'm really chill and laid back. um, And And probably the most, yeah, like a chaotic in a fun way. But it's like, I'm not like my roommate who was like trying to argue with everybody on the street, you know, like, so that's the other thing too, where it's like, you know, you didn't know my roommates and you could have become good friends with my roommates, but also at the same time too, it's just compatibility. But that was like the night that you, me and Emmy realized that we were all compatible, you know? Yes, exactly. But it's like, you just have to be willing to play the gamble and see if it works out. And it did. It worked out. This time. This time it did. <laughs> well, anyways, cool. cutie gang, thank you guys for listening to today's episode. We hope that you guys enjoyed this and also can take some of the advice given in this. Um, always be confident. Always be nice. Always keep it kind of cute. And kind of chaotic. Bye, cuties. Bye. <laughs>